Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels. Hey y'all, I'm JJ. Hey guys, it's Kat, and welcome back for another episode of the coolest ghost podcast around, Real Hauntings Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And tonight, or today, whatever time you're listening to this, we have um, one of the OGs that we interviewed three years ago, uh, Teresa, back on the podcast with us. Yay! Yay. Hi, everybody! Hi! Oh, I'm so glad to be back. Yes! If you don't remember, this was maybe episode two or three. Teresa and I met in Oregon. We worked together, and she finally broke me down to be like, yo, there's someone, some spirit around you who starts with the letter M, and it ended up being my dad's grandma my dad was estranged from the whole family it's this whole ordeal and it was really really cool you should go back and listen to it if you haven't yet yeah and we were just talking how almost all of our guests that come on that are fans of the podcast are like please be bring Teresa back onto the podcast (laughs) so she's back Yay! oh my god that's amazing oh my gosh I feel so honored that is so sweet I love getting emails from people from I heard your hot, your podcast that you got you were on three years ago. I'm like, oh my god! Every single time, I just get so super excited. So That's so yeah. cool. So three years ago, you were kind of just. I mean, you you knew about your gift about being a medium and everything, but you hadn't really dove in. Dove in is that a word? It's delved, two words. Dove, yeah. Delve, <laughs> dove. You had yet to really delve into your yeah. business as a medium a psychic medium yes, and now and now you are thriving we'd love to hear about that journey oh thank you yes um yeah three years ago was a little scary still and a lot of changes I was divorced and dating and all that good stuff and um so yeah it was a little scary to kind of make any more changes I had a lot of changes in those couple of years prior to that and um but I just kept on getting more and more people. And every time I did a reading, it was improving and the skill sets were there. I take a lot of classes still. I think a medium should. I think uh, anything that we do in life, we should do it better. And that's taking classes and learning more. We know we do our CEUs every year. They make Mm -hmm. us do so many. And so, um, by the way, I'm not doing occupational therapy anymore. You're not? (laughs) I was going to ask. I'm not. I'm not. I have stepped out of the medical field. It was uh, it was just the right timing. And I really just listened to what the universe was giving me. And my husband agreed. My now husband, I got married last year. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. He said, hey, if it doesn't make you happy, babe, don't do it. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. So yeah. he's really given me the support and the push to move forward. And I'm doing more readings now. I, I do them remotely now, which I really used to scare me three years ago to do a remote one now it's like I'd rather do a remote one than any any of them yeah. they're just so oh, cool wow. I love the whole zoom and and uh FaceTime and I even do regular calls you know without any face to face 
and they work exactly the same. Spirit is spirit. It's energy. So yeah, having fun with, I'm having fun with that. So, and I'm also writing books. Oh I'm my like, goodness. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, so I'm getting things lined up with some illustrations. It's good. My first one's going to be a children's story. Nice. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited for you. That's awesome. You. Teresa, I know that the pandemic kind of forced us to change and adapt and it really helped, um, put our podcast on the supernatural map, I guess you could say, as we <laughs> adopted it. Zoom and were able to bring on guests from all over the world. How did the pandemic affect your business and you establishing yourself as a medium? Oh my gosh, absolutely the same way. I was forced to do a lot more because I couldn't see anybody in person unless they felt really comfortable. Actually did some in my backyard even, <laughs> which was kind of oh, wow. cool. And uh, But I do have a medium room. I have my own little space here and that's my office. Um, but I found that it became easier and easier and I absolutely loved it. And it was so great to be able to to talk to people in Ireland and Mexico and Canada and all across the United States. I feel like every time I do a reading there, I'm there with them. And it's just this really cool experience. So I think the pandemic really pushed me out of my comfort zone. Is there any regional or cultural differences you find in like, like when you're doing a reading from someone from another country that like, do this, do the spirits kind of present themselves in the same way or? Are there, I've, been, I've been asked that before. I've actually had some readings from people who spoke no English and yeah. I, they just show me pictures. So I don't need the language. They show me pictures. Wow. Um, there was, uh, I don't know, I think I've talked to you since then about the little boy, um, Guatemala, Guatemala, maybe I think it was, um, a gal was here and did a reading and this little boy was coming through and he was showing me images. He showed me a big ball he showed me a pair of shoes and he was trying to tell me his name. And I was just like, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> just like, and I'm like, I think it's Geraldo. And she, her eyes just lit up and she goes, Oh my gosh. Yeah. She was, uh, you know, a uh, volunteer. They volunteer oh, like Peace Corps missionary, missionary, missionary work. Ah. I was about to say that. Yeah. She was a missionary. And um, this little boy that was so special to her heart was named Geraldo. Is <laughs> what I kept on getting. He was trying to tell me his name, but I was like, oh my God, I saw a picture of Geraldo Rivera in my head. And so I'm like, okay, I got that. And then the shoes were connected to him. Um, she asked for a pair of his shoes after he passed away. And, um, and they couldn't give it to her at that time. But the next time she went, they had a little pair of his shoes and he kept on showing a ball. And she said, I did therapy on him. He never walked a day in his life. He was in a wheelchair. Oh my gosh. And so those very specific things came through. And that's what was, that's how my readings come. They come in little pictures. And so it, it, it didn't matter. He's never spoke. He actually never spoke a word in his hmm. life. He was a little boy stuck in a wheelchair with um, hydrocephalus, I believe. Never spoke a word, but he, he came through those barriers and I was able to give her this message. And she was just so excited that he's okay. And I said, now he's showing me running with a soccer ball. And she oh. says he sat and watched soccer all the time that the kids and he, you could see his expressions in his face going up and down. Aww. She goes, Oh, it was just the most magical thing to be able to give that message to her. So that's how it comes in. If the, I don't have the language. So where do you think these, the images are coming from? Cause I'd assume that like, like a little boy in Guatemala probably doesn't know who Geraldo Rivera is. So but like, I 
but I do. They use my friends' references. So before I do a reading, I always ask Spirit to show me all my friends' references. So and so like, I will start seeing pictures and pictures and pictures that had nothing to do with them. They know to use me. So that's how it works. Interesting. And would you say like spirit kind of has a wider language set Absolutely. to pull from versus when they're yeah. earth side? I believe, I believe a thousand percent they can use all of the universe. <clears throat> and if they can use all of the universe, they can definitely use Geraldo Rivera in my head. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. So, Teresa, we, you know, you were one of, or you were the first medium that we had on our podcast. And I know I was like always interested in mediums, but I was very skeptical of that uh, practice or gift just because I had never experienced it or talked to anybody who um, professed to have the ability to do that. And then once we met you, I, I certainly opened my mind up to that. And now we have a bunch of friends of the podcast um, who are mediums. That's awesome. Have you, have you found, or I guess one question that I've always had that I've never asked, because we hear a lot about spirit, is spirit kind of like, the internet for people that are mediums i mean it, it 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 sounds like to me it's not necessarily one thing but it's a rush of information that is traveling from you and you yes. know to who or whatever you're connected to is that right. correct absolutely because it's something i actually tell people i have adhd as cat probably knows Hey, that's too. <laughs> everybody, everybody in this video has hey. ADHD. And so I explain to people that it it's actually um, the only thing in my life I've ever done that isn't a hindrance hmm. to, to hmm. have this gift and to have ADHD actually works together because I always have 36 tabs open. So they know to use all my tabs. And wow. it's crazy. It's crazy because all of a sudden, I mean, I write the entire time I do readings. My my book is filled like I page after page. And usually I take a picture of it afterwards so people can see it. And they're like, holy crap, you were writing that whole time. I'm like, yeah, wow. you know, especially especially um, when they can't see me, you know, I, I'm at my desk. You guys can't see I have a desk in front of me and I'm and I can just sit there and just do, 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 and I'm writing. And so if I don't write. I, I forget to go on to things because I'm getting it too fast. And then I'll forget that one little thing. So I have to write. It's just my, my thing. And so um, to see, look back later and go, oh my gosh, oh, oh my gosh, you know, it's kind of crazy. And people get to see it. I usually meditate. I always meditate before I do a reading and I'll have an entire page of stuff before they sit down. And they're like, what do you mean? I wasn't even here yet. And I go, yeah, but I already connected to your energy. Wow. And it can be, and those things are always sets the precedence for the whole reading. It's pretty mm -hmm. cool that they, it's like probably 90% correct on that front page, just from them coming in the car or just before I get a Zoom link going. It's so crazy how spirit just knows. And I ask them for it. So you get what you oh. want. <laughs> Definitely. Have you ever done a reading where you feel like maybe you connected to a, a spirit that was kind of malicious or had like some bad in, intentions with the living person they were connected to? I've been asked that, but no, because I only asked for spirit of the white light. The darkest energy I get, and I can't even call it dark, it's just different. I feel them behind me. And I think I've mentioned maybe before they're called peekaboo spirits. They mm. kind of peek around the corner, 
they got their head down in shame and it's usually something out of shame that they did and they're having a hard time coming through because the person that I'm reading for maybe doesn't want to hear from them. So you came back on and you read Noah and me, JJ wasn't there. That's what it is. It's coming back to me because okay. you brought up a peekaboo spirit with us at the very end. And you, and it was like, you know, you hadn't prepared. We put you on the spot. Right. But, so everything was like, does this resonate with either of you? Right. And you brought up the peekaboo one. And I kept thinking, oh, maybe this is like my grandpa who was an alcoholic <laughs> and did all these bad things. You know, we didn't find out in the end, but um, right. when, when you said that, that immediately made me remember that you Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And I still that with us. spirit because yeah. they resonate. Yeah. I have seen some murders in my, in my visions, um, had a gal here a couple months ago and I said, Oh, okay. There's a younger female coming through and she's showing me a railroad track and she's showing me the back of the head and she got shot in the back of the head. And the last thing she saw was a railroad track and she, <laughs> she was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Her, it was her girlfriend. It was her girlfriend. She had been shot at the railroad tracks and it would have been the last thing she saw going down. And oh the person God. connected to it, I said, it was connected to her boyfriend, but it wasn't her boyfriend. And they said, um, it was an ongoing case. And uh, I said, she does not want you guys to continue this case. She wants it gone. It was because it was consuming their life. Mm. And oh, so wow. they had a spirit had a message saying, let it go, let it go, let it go. And it was so amazing to me that they just want peace. They just want peace for us. They don't want it to drag on because there's been cases that drag people on for five to 10 years and that ruins their everyday life. It ruins all the good stuff. Well, but Teresa, yet, you, you mentioned that you connect to the white light, you know, which I assume is kind of positivity and safe and can help guide you and not to fo focus on the negative, but are there mediums that purposely tap into the dark energy or embrace uh, whatever the other side, the, the yang to that yin is? <laughs> I don't know any personally, but yes, I've heard of them that they'll allow anything in. And that's pretty much what Ouija boards do. You're bringing in anything that comes your way that you're not sure of who. When I do something, it's with full intent. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the main thing is to be very intentional and to ask for that white light and to ask for guidance and to make sure you're giving a positive message you know, there's a lot of people out there that love that darkness and I don't like it. I've seen it. My daughter has seen it. I don't like it at all. And is that dangerous? I mean, is it something that could have a truly negative effect on someone? I think it can. My daughter's been grabbed from under the bed. So hmm. I don't know. I think, did I share that story? I just, I, I remember... So, yeah two very specific stories about your daughters mm -hmm. one yeah. being like one saw this like creepy crawly demon in the hallway and the other oh and someone saw like a girl's face and the when she opened the fridge or something oh yeah and then being and yeah. then being grabbed from under the under the, the bed, bed. Mm -hmm. yeah those are all like the girl in the kitchen um wasn't a negative energy but she presented herself as a darker kind of she was murdered so i think that's right what she was herself my daughter doesn't have that filter that ability she does now um she she's come a long way she's 24 now she didn't have the ability back then to block all the stuff that was com combating her and as a teenager when i was a teenager i definitely felt like some things were trying to attack me but i had a lot more of a 
ability to protect. I always have. I don't know why. It's just like this inner thing in me. And um, but my daughter just didn't. And then she had a boyfriend who had the gift and a girlfriend that had the gift and all these people around her that were open. And I think they were just drawing in a lot of stuff in our home. Well, mm-hmm. Teresa, I'm curious. So my dad is an older guy. He's he's significantly older than my mom. And so his father, who passed away uh, when I was a young child, was a preacher. And this would have been like, you know, way, way back in the day um, before TVs, <laughs> you know, right. things like that. Right. Um, and so he was uh, everything from like a tent preacher to a revival preacher. They bring in churches to bring it to build churches back up that were failing. And my dad and I recently were talking about the podcast and he was telling me that some of the wildest things he ever saw, you know, connected to quote unquote spirit or religion were at these tent revivals where kind of the stereotype things we hear about now where somebody comes up and has a hard time walking and then they get up out of their wheelchair and walk off or some (laughs) ailment is healed or, you know, something of that nature and he said that always stuck with him as a child seeing those things in person do you think there's any credence to quote unquote miracles that can take place like that i mean i, I don't know if it's connected to one singular you know god or what have you but it, do you believe being as you are somebody who is connected to spirit that people can be healed or or things we can't explain can happen Absolutely. I think so. Um, I haven't had any major experiences myself, but I do believe in, in, in those, because I think, you know, there's white light healers, there's healers. I think, you know, they, uh, we're used the way that we're supposed to in this, we're we're each given a gift and we need to work it if it's given to us. Um, I haven't personally seen any major healings and stuff but i've seen some pretty amazing stuff (laughs) just not uh oh my gosh you can walk all of a sudden kind of thing but Mm -hmm. i've seen people completely their bodies heal inside and it's just like they shouldn't have healed but you know with prayer and everything else and uh reiki i've been meaning to go back to some reiki classes and doing some reiki because i really feel like um bringing positive energy through a body can definitely be healing so, yeah, I really do think that there is um, an element to that. Hmm. And I think it's mostly just intention and belief. So how often do you walk through a grocery store or a public space? And you got me to read Teresa Caputo's book like way back when. <laughs> <laughs> but and I know this happens to her, but does it happen to you more now, like walking in public and you just like get someone's spirit or energy or do you really have to be open you have to like be like, okay, I'm on like, okay, spirits. I've, I'm open for business. Does that I make actually, sense? Yeah, I totally understand. Um, it does not happen. I feel energy and I get kind of stressed and anxious and I got to kind of like remind myself, but no, I purposely, um, shut myself down the moment I leave my home. And it started with working in the medical field. Like, like we did where I met you. Um, yeah. I, I would be at work and I'd just be like a nervous wreck and I had no reason to be a nervous wreck. I'd just be shaking and stressed. And, and a girlfriend of mine that now lives in um, New Mexico, my friend, Jen, she said, Teresa, protect yourself. I can see it. And she's very intuitive. She will call me from New Mexico to Oregon and she can still feel me when I'm stressed. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, oh wow. my gosh, we have this total awesome, amazing connection. And uh, this time, was it two years ago? Yeah, two years ago, about this time of year, um, there were some fires nearby and we were close to the level three zone to, to evacuate. And she called me and she goes, what is going on with you? And I was just like, I was literally pacing my house back and forth when she called. She had no idea I was doing that, didn't put anything on Facebook, hadn't called her. There was no indication for her to do that. <laughs> and I said, whoa, 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 what? And she says, Teresa, your energy is so strong. I can feel it in Mexico. What's going on? And I said, I think it's these fires. I'm just so overwhelmed. And my family had lost a home in the fires, in, in the campfires in, in uh, California two years earlier. So it was really resonating with me and I didn't understand it. I almost lost my mom that day. I almost lost my sister and my brother-in-law that day. They were all driving down the hill in that fire, leaving oh my gosh. Paris. So it, um, I didn't really understand the connection, but she did. As soon as she started having me talk, I was like, oh my gosh, that's it. And she goes, where are all the people camped out right now that got evacuated? And I go, oh, two blocks away at Thurston High School. And she goes, oh, okay. And she goes, bubble yourself, woman. <laughs> and as soon as I did it, as soon as I put that protection of bubble, and I got the stress out of my family's loss, I was completely normal and fine. So it's really a matter of intention. Mm -hmm. I got to remember to do that. But no, I'm not at Walmart going, oh, ooh, grandma, ooh, this and that. But I feel energy right. around. It can definitely cause some anxiety. And then I got to like, oh, okay, I'm feeling something that doesn't belong to me. Because mm -hmm. I should be, when I'm looking at, you know, some syrup, I shouldn't be having a panic attack. Yeah. It makes me think about the nursing home we worked at. Like, yes. So many people have probably passed away there and oh, we were just, God. you know, walking around <laughs> every day, just la da la. Yeah. Yep. With all of their little souls. Of course, of course you got put, like you ended up at a nursing home, like, you know, like of that. Of course I did. <laughs> Is that? And it, yeah, it was funny. I mean, obviously like, you know, you've left the medical field and I know like it's especially now more than ever, a lot of people are just like, overall the the stressful situations and and staffing shortages and that sort of thing but like working in uh, a a field where there is a lot of death around you is that something where you feel like your uh talent as a medium is is helpful or do you feel like it's a hindrance or or does it not have an impact on, on you fulfilling that line of work at all? Definitely both. Um, I think in the beginning, um, it was a hindrance because I needed to get used to it, especially all the deaths. Uh, but then as I went forward with it, I actually was practicing on people and they didn't know it. <laughs> I would practice on names. I was really getting good with names. I'd be in a room and I would feel a, a woman presence when there'll be a male patient and I'm like, Oh, he's widowed. Okay. So I would start talking about the wife and I'd be like, so are you married? And be like, Oh no, I lost my wife a few years ago. And I'd be very clearly in my head, Dorothy, Dorothy, Dorothy. And I'm like, Oh, what was your name? And it's like, Oh, her name is Dorothy. I'm like, Oh, oh, oh. so I was actually oh. practicing and they didn't know I was practicing, but you know, I was still doing a, my job of conversing with them and getting to know them, but I was practicing without even really trying. It just kind of came out. And um, there was only a couple people I actually gave readings to, but I felt very compelled and I asked them for permission 
And mm-hmm. I said, you know, this is something that I do. And I was just wondering da, 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 if it doesn't, you know, I don't, I don't think it was unethical because I asked their, you know, yeah. for them first. And it was, it was always after hours. I wasn't on the clock and I'd stop in after work. And so I made it completely ethical. And um, it was so wonderful to actually get some, some peace to some of my patients who I knew were really struggling. Yeah. Wow. On the opposite side of that, I had that one patient give me a reading during a session. <laughs> I remember that. Oh my which, gosh. That's which cool. affirmed everything you had said. I just, I mean, this is a promo for that episode. Everybody needs to go back and listen <laughs> to it because it, it was really cool. Okay. I want to ask about, and I don't know if we brought this up last time, but we had someone on, you know, last year, year and a half ago, and back when we did these zoom interviews in our room and you could see our bathroom in the background. And she said at the end of the episode, we were like, okay, well, do you sense anything in our house? Cause she has her whole life just like seen spirit. And she's like, oh yeah, there's an old lady standing between you and JJ. She's like been there the whole time. Um, and this is the best thing you want to hear in your bedroom. Right. right before Doing, you like, to bed. The last thing that you have to do that day before you go to bed. Yeah. And so like, have you, do you ever see anything through zoom during your interviews or? I do see a lot of, um, orbs. Yeah. A lot of orbs. Yeah. And it's definitely not lighting issues or dust. It's very, very specific. Yeah. I see a lot of orbs, but I do not ever see a spirit. I see spirit in my third eye and I see them in my peripheral vision. That's the only time I ever see spirit because I've asked them to stop showing themselves. Right. And have, have I, um, hmm, I what? think, was it since then that I've saw the old man in my doorway, the last one, and I drew a gun on him? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you told us about that. Wasn't okay. it your neighbor? It was my neighbor that passed away that I didn't know and uh, found out he had died that week. But he was the very last spirit I saw in full vision and full apparition. Is this the guy I- that, that smelled like urine? This episode of the Real Hauntings, Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey y'all, it's Noah Daniels, and oh boy, I just got my box of Wild Grain bread and pasta. My whole family has been so excited to dive in. We started with a sourdough, and it was amazing. If you're looking to make Mother's Day brunch planning easier or just looking for a great gift for your mom, you've got to check out Wild Grain. Order before May 6th to get your box in time for Mother's Day. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads fresh pastas and artisanal pastries every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less no thawing required the next thing up for us to try is the biscuits with our breakfast and you can now fully customize your wild grain box so you can choose any combination of breads pastas and pastries You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com slash hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash hauntings. That's wildgrain.com slash hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. 
remote island in Frigid Lake Superior. A fabricated creature birthed from the mind of a disturbed genius stalks the very people who created it. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling author Scott Sigler is a classic tale of science gone horribly wrong. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Gosh, I can't remember. It's been a few years. I have the worst memory. I don't know why I'm remembering every detail of this. I episode. just remember he had he had glasses and he was standing there and I was just ready to go to bed. I put the dog in the kennel, little puppy, and and I turned around and I'm like, and I lived alone. So and I knew that I locked up the house. I had a ritual every night. I'm very specific about it. my little alarm set, everything. And there's this man standing in my doorway. So I did a Charlie's Angels and just <laughs> pulled, you know, point that that the 38 special right at him. And then he dissipated right in front of me. I was like, whoo. But right then and there, I said, I do not want to see you guys anymore. Never, ever in front vision like that. You can show peripherally just to show that you're there. And I don't mind seeing you in my third eye. And they have completely 100% listened to that. Well, wow. Teresa, do you put any credence in possessions and you know, like Catholic priests doing exorcisms. Do you have an opinion one way or another on that? Some of the things I've seen personally since I was young, I do, but I don't put any energy into it because I think what we give energy to grows. And so I really try to stay away from anything like that. And so these priests that are performing exorcisms, which of course is not something we know a ton about because it is so secretive right. um, within the church. We just know that it exists. Do you think that those are people who are also connected to spirit or is it just that they are so focused on that singular action that it may have an effect on some kind of negative energy that is bothering somebody? I think the um, person that they're possessing definitely has some kind of sensitivity to it. They're able to absorb that in and really not knowing how to protect themselves. So that's like, that's just my opinion about it. But uh, yeah, really, I've never talked to anybody who's been possessed or anything like that. And anytime I ever hear anything, I'm like, no, not going there. And like, I immediately shut it off. Has there been a reading recently that has been extremely rewarding for you that you could share as far as um, an effort that you were able to really help somebody? That's HIPAA compliant. I have one. Just don't What's use that? their name. <laughs> oh, I said, I said that as long as it's HIPAA compliant. Actually, I have one and I have gotten permission because I, uh, I told Kat, I said, I have a really good story to share uh, when she reached out. And so I actually got permission from everybody who is involved. Awesome. They just gave me permission so I can use names. They said, no problem. They'd actually love to hear it. So, um, well, big, thank you. Big shout out yeah, to them. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's pretty amazing. So, um, my most rewarding one, I mean, all my readings are rewarding because the way that people feel afterwards just makes me feel so freaking amazing to be part of this. But this one in particular is really close to my heart. <clears throat> there was a boy here in town, uh, named Rigdon. He passed away about 10 years ago to suicide. He was 14. And um, I live in little town in Oregon. So you hear those things. But I remember, you know, seeing the news. And it's because his mother stayed very um, uh, involved in suicide awareness. So you kept seeing his little face on things and stuff like that. So it was something that was always there. And the name Rigdon is an odd name. It's, right. I've never heard it before. My daughter remembers going to a school dance with him, not with him, but he was there at school dance because she said, oh, he introduced himself and I remember the name and they were the same age. So they would have been at that dance. 
And so uh, different schools, though. So um, I didn't think anything of it. But this was 10 years ago, eight years ago, when my daughter was 16. She started to date a boy named Ryan. And I got permission from him to use his name. And uh, I remember Ryan. Yeah, yeah, he's very, I know my daughter dated him for a while. He's very spiritual and um, very connected. We still communicate. He still sends me, you know, funny things and stuff and scary things. And oh my God, I had an incident, blah, blah, blah. But um, so my my daughter started dating Ryan eight years ago. um, And immediately, every time this kid came over, I was like, oh, he gave me the shivers because there was and there was somebody attached to him and it was a young male. And um, I'm like, Ryan, did Amelia tell you that I'm a medium? And he said, no, that's pretty cool, though. He was pretty excited about it. And I said, every time you come around, I feel this energy. And um, I, I keep on wanting to say his name, but it's a weird name to me. It's not making sense. I, I keep on hearing Riggy, like Riggy. And he says, that's my friend Rigdon and we called him Riggy and so he was trying to tell me his his nickname which was cool and um I I gave him a message and you know it was just something personal for him and he was just like that's really cool so he's with me and I said yeah he's with you and um didn't think anything of it saw and felt felt him quite a few times when Ryan was around they dated for a little over a year and then Rigdon kind of disappeared you know, like the ex-boyfriend did and my daughters. <laughs> and uh, and then about four years ago, I was out on the dating field and everything from a divorce. And it was literally my first month of dating. So I did not know much about the whole dating world. And um, online dating, I met a fellow here in town and his name is Larry. I asked for permission for his name too. And we he says, hey, I don't like texting. I don't like these online things. I'd love to talk like, you know, on the phone and blah, blah, blah. So we set up the time to talk uh, that following Sunday. And he asked me about my life a little bit. And I asked him about his and I said, do you have any children? And he said, well, I had a son. His name was Rigdon and he committed suicide. Yeah, he committed suicide. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. So by this time, um, I think Rigdon was gone six years or so. Yeah. Cause this would have been about four years ago and he's been gone 10. And, uh, I was just like, okay, Larry, this is bizarre. And I said, do you know Ryan? And he says, of course I know Ryan. They were really good friends and son and Ryan were really good friends. And, and I said, so Ryan and my daughter dated and I told him the story and I, you know, that Rigdon hangs around and he goes, well, I, I totally believe it. Rigdon has done some freaking amazing things around my house and my truck. Um, Larry's a mechanic and he was at the bottom of a hill one time. His truck went and RPMs went all the way up and it went right up a hill without him touching it. And he was just like, <laughs> he goes, this is you, Rigdon, isn't it? This is you. And it kept on vroom, vroom. And he was just like, so he goes, no, I don't think you're weird. Because <laughs> I was just like, great. The first five minutes I meet a guy. <laughs> Wow. You can tell him I'm a medium, you know, what what a way to scare a guy away. And so, uh, (laughs) and so um, I didn't think much more of it. Uh, We only date a couple weeks. We're still friends now. He's a great person. Just not, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. not my guy. And, um, but uh, I, I told him right after we stopped dating, he says, can I have a reading from Rigdon? And I said, yeah, because I don't promote a reading for somebody, I wait for them to ask me. I think that's just yeah. how it, it works and why how I get the best readings. And um, and he said, um, 
I just want to know why he did it. And I said, well, that's always a million dollar question. And I said, he keeps on showing me his dad, his dad. Well, Rigdon was adopted. Mm-hmm. Oh. Larry was not his biological father. Oh. And I said, he keeps on showing me a father, a dad, a bloodline. And he says, it's in the family blood. He was talking about depression being wow. in the family blood. And he goes, well, I don't know the kid. He was only 15 when he got um the the girl pregnant and Rigdon was conceived from that there were two 15 year olds so you know baby was given up dad was never never even met Rigdon um and so they only knew the mom and so he goes I can't tell you yes or no to that and I said well I hope there's a day that I get to show you that it's in the father's blood and had nothing to do with you because he blames himself and I'm like you're a great dad from everything that you that that I knew about this guy he loved that kid I mean he still has a whole altar of all this stuff literally in his house Mm -hmm. and um and so you know you just you you your heart breaks for that kind of stuff well that was four years ago and about two years ago was doing a reading a second reading for a gal here in my office and i had already done a reading for her at my old house she had brought in um some family members and stuff and she wanted to come back well this particular reading when she was back for the second time i went huh i wonder why rigdon's here he was all of a sudden in my room and i can feel his energy he has this very distinct energy and i stopped in the middle of the reading and i said i don't know why i'm supposed to tell you this but rigdon is here and I don't, I think he's connected to you. And her eyes just like opened up wide. And she goes, that's my biological grandson. My <sighs> son was his father. Well, guess who she was there for? Her son. Oh my gosh. He committed suicide. <gasps> he committed oh suicide. So yeah. And guess where he worked, Kat? Where? Her where? Son, her son worked where we did. No way. Yes. Oh, he, was, as- he, he worked as a... Um, a hands-on handyman there. I couldn't even tell you the name of the place we worked oh, at. Uh, river, river, river Park. River Park. They river love Park. the river publicity. Uh, yeah, well, that'll so be beeped up. Uh, <laughs> so I got to, I got to call Larry that day, and I said, "Okay, you're never going to believe me." And he goes, "What?" And I said, "I met Rigdon's biological grandmother today, and her son, Rigdon's father, committed suicide." And this was just that completion of that 10 year. He was trying to get this message back to his dad for all these years that dad, it was in the family blood. It was just something I didn't have any control over. That is such, such a crazy story. I still get goosebumps. I still get goosebumps. And it was just like, I mean, you mentioned that and like Ryan, every time I talk to Ryan, he brings it up and he's just like, I still freak out because, you know, that's his best friend. And and he was just like, that's so cool. He gave Larry that message. You do not know how much he needed to hear that message. And he goes, that's just so crazy. None of none of them knew that his biological father had this great depression and that it goes back in the family line, several people back. In fact, the grandma that I was um, talking to, she has a great depression really 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 deep depression she fights it every day and her son did for years years before he finally left did rigdon's dad come through in that interview he did he came came through a couple times yeah yeah and the funny thing is which i be the first one i did for her um several years back when i didn't know that it was rigdon's grandma um her son came through with a with a boy we didn't know it was rigdon 
I had, oh, he kept on showing me, he kept on showing me a baby. He kept on showing me a baby boy and it didn't connect to her at all. Not at wow. all. Interesting. And then, that, yeah. That is such a crazy <laughs> story. I know I already said that. I remember that story about Rigdon from when I lived in Oregon and you were trying to convince me, not convince me, but you were just telling me about all your experiences. Yeah. And them. it all just came back when you told that. That is fascinating. Ooh. And for it to come full circle like that, to complete yeah. that for for Larry and his and his ex-wife, Rigdon's, you know, adopted parents, they needed to hear that so badly. They needed to know that their son meant something to them and that it wasn't their fault. And it was mm. just this awful biological connection. And sad to say, it's it's a pretty intense connection. I'm yeah. curious about the mental health aspect of it. Like, do spirits continue to suffer from anything like that? Or no, from what they're showing me, they finally understand the whole connection and they're at peace with it. I don't feel any more, um, any more of that because it's it's the body and the mind that has that, not the soul. It's an experience for the mm -hmm. soul to have that, and I think it's a choice. Mm -hmm. I think it's what we choose to come into this world with to have these issues, to be able to bring back the other side and say, "This is what I learned from it." Interesting. Yeah. That, that makes me think of my uncle. He had schizophrenia mm. his whole life and it mm -hmm. kept him like a recluse and he yeah. thought he was like a monster and would never really talk oh. to us. And oh. I would love to know. I would, I'm going to hit you up for a reading. Teresa. There you go. Watch out. <laughs> I love it. I would be honored, <laughs> but yeah, those, the, those are the, that like that one story really, um, really stays with me. And I think about it often. And sometimes when I think about not doing mediumship anymore, or I'm burned out or I'm this, that, and the other, I try to remember those stories about yeah. how, how I helped and babies have been coming a lot lately. Um, you probably know, Kat, I lost my granddaughter last year. My first granddaughter passed. Um, my daughter was, um, 28 weeks along. And so, um, I'm so sorry. Thank you. She's with me a lot. Um, she was with me before um, my daughter knew she was pregnant. I had gotten this energy of this little girl. And I was just sitting in my office meditating. All of a sudden, I'm like, who the heck is that? And I couldn't connect her to anybody. I did not know who she belonged to. I wasn't I wasn't planning a reading that day. Um, a couple of my girlfriends were trying to get pregnant. I texted them and I still have the text on my phone. Two weeks before my daughter told me, I said, are you pregnant? There's a little girl with me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my daughter ended up being pregnant with a little girl. And um, that time that I was feeling her was literally conception time when we when we look back. So that's wow. how strong spirit is. And it's just like, hi, grandma. Hi, grandma. And um, she's still connecting with me a lot. She comes about right about the time I'm trying to go to sleep. I can feel her. And she's been communicating with me. We're actually writing a book together. Oh, wow. Is this your children's book? Yep. Yeah, and it's a surprise for my daughter, so I can't say anything about oh, it. Oh, <laughs> that's really sweet. Don't let her listen well, to this episode. No, I'm trying to make sure I don't say anything, but I got a lot of children's stories in my mind right now and on paper and got somebody to help me publish them, and I've got some illustrators working and stuff, so it's getting exciting. It's, um, it's definitely what I'm supposed to be doing. That's such a unique like book and situation that... That's really, really beautiful. Bringing, bringing my spirit uh, side to it, bringing that, that part of it is like the most exciting part of it to me because it's like, it's who I am. It's what I'm about. And then I get to help others understand it in a different level, especially mm -hmm. children and understand death. 
that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Do you often <laughs> have like spirits like like that that will uh come back and visit you again? Yes. Yes, I'll have plenty. <laughs> um, I felt um, this one spirit named Mac, he comes in several times and every single time I feel him, they know him. Somebody in the room knows him. It started a big event and I was just like, ooh, there's a, oh, there's a young man here who died in a violent car crash and somebody knows his mom here. And sure enough, a woman stood up and she says, yeah, my, my friend's son passed away in one. And I said, uh, is his name Mac? And they're like, yeah, his name is Mac. Well, my daughter and son-in-law knew him. So oh, I knew his wow. he, he died right up the street from um, my job. I was getting to work on a Saturday morning one day and there was um, all this road blockage. And I'm like, what's going on? And my daughter called me and she says, oh my God, Mac died just up the street from your work. I'm like, oh, that's what was going on. And that day on that kid was just like, yeah. So he comes in several times and it's a familiarity like Rigdon. I can just feel their energy, but unless I'm going to read for somebody, no, they don't bother me. Yeah. JJ, um, having Teresa on reminds me of the early days of our podcast when you would always make a joke if anybody had had sex with a ghost to email us. And we actually got an email yesterday from somebody who is from London, but lives in the U.S., and they just binged like the first year and a half of our podcast. And they were like, well, I just hope somebody on your podcast has had sex with a ghost by now. Oh my God, <laughs> we were, we were trying to find crazy. somebody. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. That's a weird coincidence. Cause I had a fellow here about two months ago who asked that same question. Can I have sex with a ghost? I'm like, dude, if you do, let me know about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I just thought it was very odd. He was a little on the odd side, I have to say. <laughs> well, I mean, that could be material for if if you want to transition from children's books to, yeah. to romance novels. <laughs> then there you go. Um, JJ and the that person that emailed in, they actually grew up in the town that or had spent some time in the town where you went to that cave that had the water in it that you and oh, your brother splashed. Uh-huh. Yeah. The so, yeah, the haunted water that we splashed. Yeah. Ooh. So <laughs> nothing happened. Really we were fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nothing happened that you know of. You could have cursed your family, like cursed me. Yeah. Lost your keys. Well, Teresa, this has been great to have you oh, back on yes. i think it makes Thank all of us you. really proud and excited i can't tell you how many people a week literally a week text me or send me an email saying i just have a quick question and i i try to answer every single one of them because i think that sometimes oh. just that one thing can be so positive for that person to be able to move forward or just not stress about it anymore and um kind of feel like that's what i'm supposed to be doing and so i'm, I'm trying to uh, work on finding missing persons and stuff like that so oh, wow. those sorts of things really intrigue me of like helping people like solve things and stuff so and be really fun. before we wrap this episode up is there anything that you'd like to leave us or our audience with as kind of um not necessarily a final message but is there anything that <laughs> that you would like to leave with us oh no, uh, actually just that you guys are so awesome and I love the the dynamic between all of you also the fact that you know you're not all believers or you are a little bit or you have that intrigue I think that's why your your listeners really love this it's because you guys aren't just you know trying to shove stuff down their throat you guys actually have your own ideas and your own um, way of looking at things I think people need to see that it's all that's what we're all about 
is having our own opinions. And you guys aren't trying to shove mm-hmm. something down anybody's throat. That's what I really love. Just like I, I never do that with people. If people come in, they're not believers. I'm not trying to make them a believer. Right. That's a last mm-hmm. thing. If I give them a reading, I had the the, the gal that brought her um, boyfriend in, the one that I saw the um, the murder of her friend. She brought a, a guy friend in, and uh, ah, he must have been seven feet tall. That guy was huge. He just like took over the room, and um, he was a non-believer. He sat there, and I said, "Oh, so your mom and dad are on the other side, and they're talking about their feet. They had both had diabetes, and that's why they died." And he was just like, "What the?" <laughs> <It was laughs> like, uh uh-uh. uh. It's oh probably it's probably always more like fun and rewarding to bring down the big guys when they're like, yep. what's yep. this? <laughs> he was bawling by the time he left. I loved it. Oh, he my gosh. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. I read for a biker that did the same thing, this big biker dude. And he was bawling by the time I left. And it warmed my heart that he had that much love in him. And he, you know, it was just like, don't look at the outer, look at the inner. He had a soul that was hurting. And it was mm. it was great to touch to, to touch that part right. of his it's very rewarding so yeah you guys are doing a great job and I think the dynamics work really well keep it up you know that's that's what makes makes your podcast so interesting well thank you and it's so good to talk to you I feel like you have not changed one bit I mean I know you've grown in so many different ways but (laughs) you sound the same you're so bright and optimistic and just a warming presence and can't wait to talk to you again I'm sorry it's been so long but it's been really okay really fun to keep up with you and uh, okay. you're growing business on social Aww, media and stuff. So thank you. It feels Can like I it was you? just yesterday that it, we talked because so many people bring you up. It feels like you've just been with us. I know. Oh crazy. my gosh. I love it. Um, I do have a website. If you guys wouldn't mind putting that up. Yeah. So yeah. Plug, sure. plug yeah. That way they don't have to email yeah. me and get everything. They can get all the information. It's healingheartsmedium.com. And that way all my information is on there on, and you know, and there's reviews and that way they get to make their own decision before they contact me if they really want to with that i'm noah daniels i'm jj i'm kat and Teresa. hey there this is justin bartha i made a funny new podcast king of the egg cream it has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like lewis black i'm torn by my feelings for two women bobby cannavale you can eat it or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.